Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another bite-sized political podcast. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in for the next uh, five or six moments, minutes. Uh, I want to talk to you about J.K. Rowling. Yes, J.K. Rowling, who, of course, um, is never much out of the news. And part of that is because, of course, um, her celebrity status. Uh, she's a multimillionaire. Uh, and secondly, because she is exceedingly sound on many issues, most particularly the issue of gender. And I read a headline in the press today that says that, <coughs> excuse me, J.K. Rowling insists that age 14 is too young for people to decide to change gender, saying that she questioned her own sexuality as an adolescent, but grew up to be straight. Um, so she says that she didn't believe that people that young could understand uh, what the loss of their fertility is. She reveals that friends have begged her not to express her opinions on transgender issues. And she said she was warned not to get involved in the controversy due to the backlash she would face. However, she said she felt women were being shut down and could not have lived with herself if she didn't speak out. Speaking on a new podcast, The Witch Trials of J.K. Rowling, uh, she said, you know, as an adolescent, I questioned my sexuality thinking, well, I can tell my friends are pretty. Does that mean I'm gay? She said she grew up to be a straight woman, but never forgot the anxiety around her body. Uh, I mean, look, again, it was just common sense. Lots of girls will feel like that. Lots of young boys may have felt like that as well. I mean, I've got to be honest with you. I never had any such doubts. I was pretty clear what exactly I was from the beginning until probably the end. Uh, but that's that's just me. Uh, you know, when when those hormones are flying around in those early teen years and whatever, uh, people have all kinds of thoughts and uh, ideas. And, uh, and in the majority of cases, they grow out of them. And I mean, you know, I consider J.K. J. K. Rowling to be a pretty attractive looking woman, to be honest. Uh, and uh, her views are, I think, incredibly well-balanced and, and sensitive. Um, so, you know, she says that she said that she grew up in a misogynistic home and she said she did not feel that she fitted in. Apparently, whenever she was 11 or 12-year-old, she had short hair and looked quite an androgynous. She says, I was acutely anxious about my changing body and became aware it was attracting attention that I didn't welcome particularly from boys at school. I'm sure that's a common enough experience. Uh, but, you know, she goes on to say that, yes, she did then, you know, she matured until a young lady and until, you know, a, a, a very clearly heterosexual woman and uh, a very talented one at that as well. Um, and, and yes, I know she then went on to suffer, uh, unfortunately, from domestic abuse in their first marriage. And that's obviously something to be deeply uh, regretted. So, so I just feel that, you know, J.K. Rowling is speaking on behalf of many women, many, many women and girls for that matter. Um, I think she's speaking for the sensible middle. There'll be extremists maybe on either end, you know, but, but mostly on the leftist end, the people who say that, uh, yes, it's, it's every 10-year-old's right to change their gender if they want. How dare you not teach gender ideology to five-year-olds? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Uh, so these are the extreme people, and these are the people who go for her. And obviously, with all her Harry, Harry Potter franchise stuff, they do their best to try and destroy her. But it's too late. She's she's minted, 
Um, and to be honest, she seems pretty creative. She keeps doing stuff. So I say good for her. Uh, I also think that when it comes to this sort of wicked gender ideology, like one thing I would sort of take issue with, uh, there's a BBC, or there's this headline in the media where the media is saying that she says, JK says that um, 14 is too young for people to decide to change gender. Well, see, here's the thing. You can't change gender. Oh, you can do different things. You can take hormones. You can get surgeries. Lots of things you can do. But ultimately, if you're born with an XX chromosome, uh, it's a structure, you die with that. Your DNA doesn't change. Similarly, if you're male, XY stays like that. And for the tiny, tiny percentage of people who are outside of that, out of that, outside of that, well, we can we can sympathize with them and we can give them help. But we're not going to accept the totally insane nonsense idea that you can change gender. You simply cannot. And it's wrong to tell people that they can, to mislead people in that way. I think it's morally wrong to provide them with such surgery. I think it's morally wrong to provide them with, you know, the various um, tablets and medications that they give them. I think that's morally wrong, uh, if not medically, you know, uh, challengeable. But uh, I, I said, back to J.K. Rowling, she, she, she is a, a voice of inspiration, I think, for many women. I mean, she, I would see her as probably, broadly speaking, maybe uh, a, a liberal woman, let's say. Um, and, and I'm sure there's issues that she and I would not agree on. But where I can see the huge benefit of her voice is that she is an influential figure. Uh, young women, young girls will listen to her. Uh, and I think if they want to have an influence, then I would say this: she is a pretty decent influence in terms of making them consider very carefully what they're going to do with their young bodies and young lives. And then hopefully take a path that uh, leads them into the same sort of place where she ended up as, a, you know, a, a very content in her own identity person. Because if you're not content in your natural identity, you're going to have problems for sure. Thanks so much for listening, folks.